0: Welcome to The Voice of Reason with Dr. Sonia Thompson of Arise Ministries International. Get ready to be strengthened with solid foundational truths inspired by the living word and changed by fresh revelation that will push you into a victorious life now.
1: Welcome and thank you for joining me today on The Voice of Reason podcast. This is your host, the beloved Dr. Sonia Thompson. I thought I'd add that in today for a little extra emphasis. I'm really excited about the word the Lord has for you today because your life is going to be changed. You're getting ready to pick out a very simple point that I'm teaching that's going to literally revolutionize your life. I want to go ahead and invite the Holy Spirit and allow him to come in and begin to move Across this word, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We thank you for your word. It is life. It is health. It is truth. It is strength. We can count on your word. Your word never returns void as we send it out this morning. As you have put this word in my belly, I thank you for brooding over it. I declare that the anointing of God moves forth to remove burdens and destroy yokes. Oh, I see you being stripped from yokes this morning and burdens today. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, would you open the eyes of their understanding? Let them hear in a way they've never heard before. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. I am going to read several verses of scripture to you and then I'll go ahead and let you know our topic of discussion. Luke 638 says this, and I know you've heard this many, many times. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom for with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. And it's worthwhile mentioning. I hear a lot of pastors say, oh, this doesn't refer to finances. People use that as a finance scripture. Well, it does refer to finances. It refers to everything because in Luke 638 is hidden a law. It's called the law of of reciprocity. It means if you do this, this is going to happen and finances is not eliminated. I wanted to just clarify that before we move forward. Second Corinthians nine verses six through nine. And by the way, I'm reading from the new King James version, but this, I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. The last one for right now is Mark eleven twenty three. 23. For as shortly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So as you already know, because you've clicked on this link, the topic of today's lesson is overcoming financial dehydration. I love how the Holy Spirit gives me the titles to these lessons because there are many that are sowing, but the seed is not performing as the word says. And you are giving, you are tithing, you believe God, but there is something hindering your harvest. From coming forth. My prayer today is that what I'm discussing will be an identifier for you that will forever change the course of your life. I believe that if something's not working, it cannot be God. Romans 3, 4 says, let God be true and every man a liar. If it's not working, I'm not working it right. So let's talk a little bit about dehydration. We know it from the natural standpoint. Dehydration occurs when the person's body's losing more fluid than we're taking in. That's how that happens. The body doesn't have enough water and fluid to carry out its natural functions when you're dehydrated. I've been dehydrated once in my life. And wow, it was an experience, my head began to spin. I couldn't stand up. Everything was spinning. It looked like, but I was dehydrated. And that is not an experience I want to have again. So let's talk about how this dehydration happens with us in our finances. I'm talking about your seed, overcoming financial dehydration. It has to be something that's happening where our seed is concerned. So it doesn't function properly when it's not watered properly. Let me say that to begin with, since I used that first opening discussion about dehydration, the seed will not function properly when it's not watered Properly, let's look at some things to survey to overcome financial dehydration. The first thing is a question we must ask ourselves Am I watering my seed? Are you, are you watering your seed? The Bible says in Isaiah 55 10 and 11, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth. And make it bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. God gives us a parallel between what we can understand in the natural when it comes to how his word goes forth in the natural if i put a seed in the ground and it's being watered or it's raining as this scripture says that rain forces a harvest i hope that hit you right there the rain forces a harvest that seed cannot speak back to the rain and say Oh, by the way, I'm not going to bud. Oh, it can't happen. It's pre-programmed that the seed must respond to the water. God has already programmed that. And so he's telling us in that verse 11, that his word operates the same way. When it goes forth, it says that the thing that comes into contact with the water of the word has to prosper as well. It must spring forth. So now who is giving voice to the word of God? You and I. So we like to take a lot of things, then put them back in God's lap. Oh, when God speaks, he's speaking through you. Are you watering your seed? Do you release your seed with words of faith? Do you release the seed that God has told you to plant or you've decided to plant? Have you named it? That's another question there. But Do you water your seed when you release it? Do you speak the word over your seed when it's released? And do you continue to thank God and declare that harvest after it leaves your hand? Or do you think you sow a seed, you say something with it and your work is done? I think I might have helped you right there. What would happen if a farmer planted a seed, watered it one time and walked away? You and I and this entire globe would be starving because there would be no harvest. That seed would not come forth. Or if it did come forth, it wouldn't produce a good yield if it's not watered properly. Your seed, your harvest may not be coming forth the way God has designed it in his word, because you are not watering it. You may have watered it one time and walked away and looking for a harvest and and you're not continuing to declare over your seed. And of course, I've already said we do that with the word of God. That word goes into the ground of the soil that you have planted your seed in. And if you neglect doing that, your ground becomes hard. It becomes dry. Let me give you an example of something personal. I have several businesses. One of them was affected dramatically by this COVID because it's connected to all industries. So I said, well, Holy Spirit, what would you like me to be doing in regards to replacing that income? And I have a business that involves gold. And I began praying in my heavenly language and out of my mouth comes these words. My gold business is booming. Oh, my baby leaped. I said, praise God. Let me come into agreement with the Holy Spirit. Would I find that in scripture? No. But I heard what the Lord said to me, a prophetic word he released through me. And I came into agreement with him. I began to prophesy to that business. Oh, you're booming. It was already doing well. But he said, it is booming. I began to declare that and I'm still declaring that and things literally came off the hook. And my gold business is, in fact, booming. And I continue to put voice to that. I continue to water my business with those words the Holy Spirit gave me. And I'm seeing the results. You know, in the natural, you can overwater and kill a plant, but you can't do it in the spiritual realm. The more water in the realm of the spirit, the better off you are and we read the scripture about speaking to the mountain, and the Bible says that it will obey us if we believe that. You know, we think that's only for an obstacle. Everybody thinks the mountain's got to be trouble. No, He is showing us our ability and power with our words. That's a principle. Anything I need moved away or to me, glory to God, comes through words, not just any words, declaring the word of God. That's the way we're supposed to operate. So overcoming financial dehydration, the first thing is, are you watering your seed? And then we stretch that a little bit. Do you continue to water it and continue to thank God until that harvest comes and is manifested in the natural? The second thing about financial dehydration is this. How are you sowing? And you're probably wondering, what does this have to do with dehydration? Oh, we're going to talk about it. How are you sowing? Are you sowing sparingly? In other words, is it a seed that demands the attention of God? I addressed this in a previous podcast. You can listen to it. It's called The Gates of Plenty Part Two. So Luke 638 addresses this. How are you sowing? That's the question. It addresses our metron is what that means. How are you measuring out from the store of seed that you have? That's what God is asking. So people's finances are dehydrated because their metron or their measure of sowing comes in a measure that's not going to produce the harvest that they desire. And I'm talking about at your level. You don't need to compare your seed. Oh, he gave $15. This one gave $5,000. That's irrelevant at your level. How are you sowing? Was what you released an abundant seed? You know whether it's abundant or not. I believe God tests our relationship with money through sowing. He's always testing us in that area. Is it an abundant seed that you sowed? Or is it a lame seed? Is it a feeble seed? That makes it dehydrated. Is it a blemished seed? Watch this. Or is it your best I'm going to ask you again. Is this your best seed? How are you sowing? The book of Leviticus, and I don't have that scripture in front of me, but in Leviticus, the Bible tells us not to bring anything before the Lord that was was blemished, anything feeble, anything lame. He wouldn't receive it. So I'm asking you, are you literally bringing God the best seed that you can? And if you're not, this is why you're suffering from financial dehydration. Watch this. Let me give you a natural thing about your seed. The seed is likened to the sperm. Even if you look it up in scripture, it refers to that. It is sperm. So your seed that leaves your hand, I'm talking now financially, even the word of God is like that, but I'm talking financially. So your seed is sperm. That's the male side. The female side is the soil you're sowing into. That's the womb. And it's the soil that God has designated for you, wherever that may be. And you plant that seed and you have to realize that you're going to need to put seed that packs power into the soil that God has told you to plant in. I see the Holy Spirit showing me something right now. Some of you are planting in the right soil, but the results are not coming because you are not planting at the right measure of seed. You're not surveying how you are sowing. It's not the soil. You heard God. It's your seed. If you didn't hear from God in sowing that seed, or if you just pulled a Metron or a number that you felt comfortable with, this is why your seed is not producing as it should. It's coming dehydrated. The next time you sow a seed, ask yourself the question, am I presenting him with my best? If a man releases a seed that's not powerful or doesn't carry what it needs to, once it hits that soil, no baby's going to be produced. It could be an issue with the seed, not the woman. So ask yourself, am I presenting him my best? You can be sowing a whole lot, but you can be sowing a whole lot of lame, blemished seed. Wow. Praise God. So don't get mad at God. When the harvest you see coming back is weak and you think it's the soil, and a lot of people will get offended by the soil. Oh, maybe it's something wrong with this woman of God or something wrong with this man of God. And the Lord says, No, I told you to plant there. It's something wrong with your seed. And people get offended by the soil. They'll go plant someplace else and see a harvest and they think it was something with the other person or with that ministry, but it wasn't. You got offended. And you saw a harvest someplace else because you, you came in with a clear heart and a clear mind in the other soil. This is not in my notes. I'm helping somebody. The third thing I want to highlight for overcoming financial dehydration is this. Are you a cheerful giver? You know, cheerful giving is like water to your seed. Do you really get excited and hilarious? That's what the word cheerful means. It's the word hilario. Are you hilarious about your giving or do you see it as an obligation or an expectation that God has for you? When one realizes that we live off our seed, I believe it'll really change how we approach our giving. I think we approach it wrong that if I don't do this or, you know, I won't have this or. But if you start looking at your seed as It will literally change your life. I think you'll be more cautious with how you sow it, the the metron or the measure that you sow. And you'll be more careful with watering it with the word of God and continuing to keep your water can out, if you will, and water it till your harvest comes forth. This thing of cheerful giving must come into fruition when you're giving. You ought to be so excited to sow a seed. The Holy Spirit tells you to plant a seed in in a certain soil. You shouldn't be shaken up by it. Sometimes he can give you amounts that'll shake you up, but you should be really excited because he has something incredible for you as you declare the word over it. Another side of cheerful giving is when you receive something And you say, Lord, you know what? I'm going to make a sacrifice. I'm going to sow this into your kingdom. That happens to me a lot. God has been so kind to me. I have a lot of people that sow into my life personally. And one time, just not long ago, a lady gave me uh, a—I believe it was cash, thousand dollars. And and I don't say this with any arrogance. Please hear me, because we can always find something to do with money. I didn't need to do anything at that time, and I took that and I said, you know what? I am going to put this back in the kingdom. I was so excited and I said, Lord, I want to make a sacrifice. I want to give this to you. You tell me where you want me to plant it. Notice how I went back to God with it. And he told me where to sow it. And I reaped an incredible harvest. That's the other side of cheerful giving. Don't just wait for God to always tell you to sow a seed grab something that is substantial to you, make a sacrifice and say, Lord, I'm planting this seed. And obviously your heart has to be right. A lot of people sow with the intention of getting things and they're haughty, they're prideful, and God is not going to honor that. What I see that I'm doing as I'm sowing, God has promised me an abundant life. But I also know that this seed, as I get harvest back and I'm able to sow more seed, I am enriching the kingdom and he's going to get the glory for it. And unless your heart is aligned that way, you will never be able to walk in this abundance that the Lord is speaking of. In Second Corinthians nine, seven, it says, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. You got to come out of that and become a cheerful giver. It says for God loves a cheerful giver. And watch this. God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. If you don't find yourself in 2 Corinthians 9, 7 through 8, as I just read, you're going to have to find out what is causing me to have this financial dehydration. And even the scripture above that talked about how we sow. So if my measure is right, I'm cheerful about it. I got a promise. I definitely have a promise that I'm going to have all sufficiency in all things, that the grace of God is abounding toward me because I'm obeying God. And if you're not seeing that, you want to begin to look at these principles and apply them to your life. God wants you to come off of financial dehydration and get the harvest that you desire and that you need for your life and to be a blessing to the kingdom of God. I declare as you apply these principles in the mighty name of Jesus, that any financial burden and yoke is removed off your life, that you're coming out of financial dehydration, that uh, the grace of God abounds towards you. You're going to have all sufficiency in all things and abundance for every good work in Jesus mighty name. That's the word of God. And that is the place you need to reside. And as you sow where God designates for you, this is what you ought to be speaking when you plant as well after you've named your seed. I want to also offer some other resources I believe that can help you financially. I have three books I'm going to mention to you. Break Out of Poverty into Financial Abundance, Seeds of Prosperity for a Financial Revolution. And he restores my soul. You're probably wondering why would she recommend that book? By the way, I've written these books personally. You can find them on Amazon. I recommend he restores my soul because you can have soulish issues that block your financial abundance. It's not God. You could be doing all of the things I just said, but there's something in your soul that's blocking you from financial abundance. I received a testimony from a young lady that blew my mind. And she shared how reading the book, He Restores My Soul, helped her to come out of poverty and lack and God identified to her what was holding up her money. So that's why I'm recommending that to you. All right. If you would like to sow into our ministry, you can do it via Cash App Arise 2019 and Arise is all caps if that makes a difference. Arise 2019, or you can also sow into the fertile soil of this ministry through PayPal me, Arise 2019. All right, beloved, until next time on The Voice of Reason.
0: Thanks for tuning in to The Voice of Reason podcast with Dr. Sonia Thompson. We solicit your prayers and support. Please visit our website at www.ariseministriesintl.com for more information about our products, ministry, or to submit your prayer request. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook at Arise Ministries INTL. Be sure to tune in again next week with the Voice of Reason.